showing in the flesh that would compel you to be circumcised and not only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who receive circumcision do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But far be it from me to glory, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. Peace and mercy be upon all who walk by this rule and upon the Israel of God. Henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren, Peace be with you, the reader. hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. said, No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world 
might be saved through him. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. Good morning. Kalimera says. Our own Father Anthony Canaris once related the following story about a pastor. He said, One Sunday, a pastor took the cross off of the altar table and hid it. He took the cross that was always on the altar table and hid it like this. Our blessing cross that we keep on the altar, he just, he hid it. Why did the pastor take the cross off the altar table and hide it? Why did he remove the most important symbol from the church? What was the lesson he was teaching? The story continues like this. The pastor said, quote, The cross, as you know, is a symbol of Christ's sacrifice for our salvation. It is also to be a symbol of our own sacrifice of self and goods for the Lord and his church. I've learned sorrowfully that few of us are making real sacrifices. The cross is just an ornament on the altar and not in the hearts of many among us. Few are willing to sacrifice time and personal interests for the real work of the church. So I thought that it was necessary to get the cross off the altar where it is a mere symbol and into the hearts of our members. Unquote. This story told by our own Father Anthony Corneris about 40 years ago from the same pulpit is fitting to share today the Sunday before the exaltation of the Holy Cross. In today's epistle and gospel readings, we are reminded about the cross of Christ. In today's epistle reading, for example, we've read St. Paul's words relating to Christian self-sacrifice. St. Paul wrote, quote, Far be it from me to glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Unquote. I want to point out St. Paul's striking statement that he is crucified to the world. What does this mean? St. Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, was writing about the great amount of self-sacrifice in his life. By the time he wrote these words, he had been a traveling missionary for more than a decade. 
during his travels. He was mocked by some, beaten sometimes, chased out of town sometimes, threatened, mistreated, and even nearly killed, all for the sake of his love of God and for his fellow Christians. By the time he wrote his letter to the Galatians, he had suffered a lot, much like Christ. So when St. Paul talked about being crucified to the world, he spoke of his extreme self-sacrifice to Christ. The cross on the altar of his heart was not missing. Today's gospel lesson, too, reminds us of Christ's sacrifice for us. It says that Christ was lifted up on the cross, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But one problem for us today is that we misunderstand today's gospel lesson. Time and time again, we hear about John 3.16. It is written all over the place on signs at sports games, on billboards, and on bumper stickers. The verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, is sometimes misunderstood. This is the case today as it was centuries ago, over 1,600 years ago, when St. John Chrysostom preached on this very same verse. St. John Chrysostom said, Many of the more careless types of people, using the loving kindness of God as an excuse to increase the multitude of their sins and the excess of their disregard, say things like, There is no hell, there is no future punishment, God forgives us all sins. Unquote. In other words, St. John Chrysostom warns us that we cannot simply rely on God's mercy. We have to do something, too. We must reject sin. We must have self-sacrifice in our lives. We must do something about God. Christ, through his infinite love, made salvation possible for us by dying on the cross. But he also showed us the way to salvation, which includes self-sacrifice. We cannot simply say that God will forgive us. We must strive to live our lives in a Christian way in order to receive the saving power of the cross. We must have self-sacrifice in our lives. We must keep the cross on the altar, altar table of our hearts. But how do we keep the cross, the great symbol of God's love for us? How do we keep the cross on the altar table of our hearts? We must confirm in our lives what we have read in today's gospel reading. Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We must remember that We must remember that that belief in God, the word belief in Greek is pistis, is not simply translated that that belief in God, okay? Intellectual belief in God. 
If that were the case, even the devil and all his demons and Adolf Hitler would be saved. Rather, pistis means more than just belief, but also trust. And to trust in God is to stay close to him, to follow his commandments, and to do his will. This includes self-sacrifice. This includes keeping the cross on the altar table of our hearts. This includes, many, among many things, going to church regularly. St. Paul wrote, We suffer with him so that we may be glorified with him. Think about the transformative dedication St. Paul and the saints had. Their dedication to God led to greatness. Self-sacrifice leads to glorification. Imagine the dedication and self-sacrifice of St. Paul, the Twelve Apostles, Mother Teresa, St. Nectarios, Bonhoeffer, St. Maria of Paris, the neo-martyrs under Turkish occupation, the neo-martyrs under communism, missionaries that died by the hands of uncivilized people, today's Christians in the Middle East, all of which looked to Christ's cross and its power to transform us. These are our great examples. But what do we do? First, we start with smaller steps, like going to church every Sunday. This is an important step in our dedication to God. This is a basic step to put the cross back onto the altar table of our hearts. By attending church regularly, we open up our loving relationship with God. We strengthen our communal bond with God and his holy church. By attending church regularly, we show God in a concrete way that he is important to us. We show God that we don't take him for granted. We make a small sacrifice to him by dedicating our Sunday mornings to him and him only. By attending church regularly, we receive the sacrifice that God gives us. We receive the forgiveness God offers us. We receive the instruction and guidance God offers us. We receive the stability God offers us. We receive the love that God offers us. Let us all strive then, without self-excuse, to renew our dedication and self-sacrifice to God. One way we should do this is by coming to church every Sunday. May God help us have a firm resolve to do so. Amen.